Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. What up and welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. I'm your host Kevin Franzen and it was a little tough one tonight. 5-1 loss to the San Francisco Giants, and what I like to say is the end of July is here. The trade deadline is gone, and for me, I really enjoy the fact that there is now only one trade deadline. You could do everything up until July 31st now, and there's no mulligans. The mulligans are they're taken during the season, you know, prior to this whole thing, and I just, I, I think it challenges an organization. It challenges where you are with your development of your players. And look, yeah, there's a lot of luck that's going to be involved. Can you stay healthy? You, 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 that's a huge part of this. But I think something that, you know, we don't touch on enough, and, and I think that we should, is the fact that as an organization, shouldn't you be building as much depth as possible? We're seeing this by the Dodgers. We're seeing this by the Astros, the Yankees. The more you can put out with your 40-man roster, the better off your organization is. It's not always about the top-heavy and the top-heavy talent. It used to be a thing, but now it's about how much depth, how many. It's not about like just good guys. you got to have quality, the quality of depth. And today... The Phillies did something that I found to be I didn't I didn't think it was on the table. I talked to a, a couple people in in Pittsburgh and saying, "Do you think they would sell off Corey Dickerson?" It's funny because it just happens to be that the guy that they got today was Corey Dickerson and um I'm a huge fan of. He has 126 at bats this year. He has 25 RBIs. The guy can drive in a run as 931 OPS, 141 OPS plus. Um a slightly you know, he's been injured all, all off and on during the year. Um, but the one thing that Corey Dickerson does is rake. He rakes. And early on, I think people were going, okay, well, he plays in Colorado. Hmm, that's great. He goes to Tampa and hits 24. 63 extra base hits and 500 and 
10 at bats and then the next year in 2017 he's an all-star a 118 OPS plus and, and, and to me that that's significant it's 18 percent higher 18 points higher than the average major league player and <laughs> he gets DFA'd still one of the most confusing ones in my life that I've, I think I've ever seen the guy that is an all-star for you hits 27 drives in 62 and he's DFA'd he's an all-star then last year he goes to Pittsburgh and you know puts up a quietly good year 300 804 OPS 118 OPS plus and he's a gold glove winner in in left field so that, that that's the one thing that surprised me is his defense got so much better and and you're talking about a quality player. Now it's only on one year, and that's fine because the name of the game is getting the playoffs this year. And is this guy going to help you get to that spot? Absolutely, 100%. Does it guarantee anything? No, but this is, you know, everyone looking for the big move. Uh, that that wasn't happening. What, what the Astros did today in getting Zach Greinke and – just the amount of prospects that they gave up. Now, are the Phillies, were they, were they willing to do that? No. Because here's what I, I, I say. If, if you were completely solidified in Major League Baseball on that roster and you have the amount of guys that you need and then you have depth in the minor leagues and you're killing it, you as an organization can take away from prospects. It's the people that think that it is so easy just to deal prospects to get a rental or or deal prospects to get a, a high end pitcher that, you know, might not be the the controllable arbitration guy, but the guy that's making thirty five million dollars a year. If you don't have everything solidified and you don't have a complete roster in the big leagues, then why would you take away from the possible depth pieces that you have? Keeping Spencer How- Howard, keeping. Uh, Alec Bohm today, I to me, that's a huge win. And for the Phillies getting Corey Dickerson, Blake Parker, Jason Vargas, and giving up minimal, if anything, I think is tremendous. Now, is that gonna be was that was that gonna be the tipping point for for Phillies fans and you know, I understand frustrations. I understand all that. But at the same time, like, you have to step back and 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 be a little bit more reasonable on this. And, and just this is a full sign to me that they know that this roster is not complete. And they've been hit hard. But you can't make up for it with the rentals. You can't just go out and trade something and, and get rid of some of your best guys that can be something here in the big leagues. So with Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard still in the system, you think that's good. Absolutely. And, you know, it, a little bit, it, it, it sounds like, you know, what everyone's talking about is, oh, they're, you know, they're going to go with their guys. This is what I thought they should have done last year. Um, and I have said that to a couple of people in, in management. And, and I said that because when you're a young team and, and you get yourself to August and you have that opportunity, I understand the reinforcements, but it just, I think it would have been, it would have been awesome last year had these guys had that opportunity just to, to fail or maybe succeed. 
you know, as young guys and, and, um, you're, you're looking for a spot. You're looking to show everyone, well, what if they kept fighting and doing that? They would have learned it. Well, now they're learning now they're going to learn whether you got to sink. You're either going to sink or you're going to swim. Which one is it? And I do like that from Matt Clintac, Ned Rice management and, and choosing that. I think there's a lot to not, I'm, it's hard to say like, oh, well, this is going to be the success. No, I, I do believe that the, there is a, a little bit of trial and error, but there's a little bit of an organization saying, we need to see what we really have. Can these guys bite down, fight, compete, and get us to the promised land? Because you think if they can do that, that this offseason, it may be a little bit easier to get guys right and continue to add to the depth a 40 man roster in today's game in 2019 is not about 40 guys the 40 guys that do make up that roster need to become about 50 and i say that because of versatility and the depth and it's not just about having to protect guys you want to have a number of dudes in the organization that can help the big league roster and the more you can accumulate that talent or keep that talent that you have, that you've been developing, I think is tremendous. I think it, I, I actually think that that is the way to go and that is how you sustain success. So for those looking for the big blockbuster trade, what was the blockbuster trade that was going to do it? Andy McPhail said it a couple of weeks ago and I fully agree. Not one person, not one player, sans Mike Trout, and that you know, we all know that wasn't going to happen, was going to turn this completely around. But the guys in the clubhouse can, as a team, as a unit, as a guy that can look next to, to his, you know, the guy next to him in his locker, give him a nod, and they know. I got your back. We can fight together. We can do this together. And I really believe in that. I do. There's a power in that. The... Braves, I, I, I found them, obviously, they did a great job. They took on $18.3 million in Mark Melanson. I, you know, and, and for those that, you know, know his injury history the last couple of years, he's been not very good. And then the last month and a half for the Giants, he's been phenomenal. So that's a scary piece. We saw it last night against the, uh, playing against the Giants when he came into the game really quick, easy. One, two, three, and his stuff's back. Cutter up in the zone. And then you got the hard curveball that I just, I, I just, I love Mark Melanson. It's hard to see him go to the Braves because you know that adds to them. But they were able to take on that 18.3, and it was a good fit for them. Shane Green, that's scary for me because I, I just think that, again, you're getting a closer guy. Two guys right there between Shane Green and Martin Melanson have closed out a lot of games. Does that mean that they're going to do unbelievable stuff for Atlanta? No, but that's a great roster built on a lot of young talent and their core guys. And now they added what they they didn't really deplete from the system. You know, they didn't take their top guys. They they gave away a couple good guys, but it, they didn't take away all of it. And 
I, I found them to do a great job. Mike Rizzo and the Nationals, I think, you know, obviously have continued to try to bolster their roster. Rowanis Elias and Hunter Strickland, does does that really, you know, put them over the top? No, but it gives them good arms. It it, it does give them good arms. Elias, uh, you could really think as a left-hander, he is being brought here for Freeman and Harper. I mean, you could go a number of guys for the Braves, obviously, but for Freeman and Harper. Those are the two main guys. Like a little low three-quarters release, throws mid-90s, nasty slider. He's really good. So that's a, a good par- uh, pickup for them. Chris Martin, and not of cold play as my partner Scott Francie had, had talked about. But, you know, that's that's here nor there. I'm not going to go there. Uh, he doesn't walk a lot of guys. Coming from Texas, walked four on the year, struck out 43. That's pretty good. But Shane Green... 1.18 ERA, 22 saves, 38 innings, 43 strikeouts. If they just got him, I would think that was scary. But to add three guys of their quality, that's scary to me. But then again, that's the beauty of this. Everyone just assumes, like, oh, the Braves are running away with it. They're a damn good team. They are a damn good team. They got the guys that they feel like they can compete with. And to put them over the top, but it is now their time that they have to even sh- they have to show it. If they do, good for them. If they don't, I hope it's the Phillies that it's right on their on their butts trying to to get this thing. But you know the the thing that we're gonna talk about, I think throughout, and I, I think what a lot of people were wondering, what are the Mets doing? Just I, if at some point it clicks for Syndergaard. You know it's already clicked for DeGrom. You have Stroman. If Matt's is Matt's at home, you know, if he could do that on the road a little bit, uh, that would be good for them. But to keep Wheeler, and now you have those five, they're going for it. They're trying to get in that playoffs. Because truly, other than the Astros, can you give me four guys? Other, He might have to go to the Nationals. But I'm just saying the starting the, the starting five that they have, if they pitch their capabilities, that's a scary, scary team to think about. And I get it. It's the Mets, but I'm sorry. They have some serious talent in that rotation. Today was an exciting day, and we know that, what, 24, 25 moves that were, were made in the big leagues and teams got better. And if you're the Phillies and, and you're, Philly, you're a Philly fan, I absolutely understand if you're frustrated, but just know that this team is going to be better and it's going to be about the guys in that clubhouse getting healthy, believing in one another. And while all these other teams have gone on these huge streaks, all but maybe a couple American League teams that are at the bottom of the pack, everyone's had a hot month, truly hot month. And as we saw how the Atlanta Braves got back into this thing, it was one month. And then they played a really good July for the most part, but June was incredible for them. And it was not so much for the Phillies, but it's it's go time. Hashtag go time. I think that's what we should do. I know we want to say ring the bell, but dear Phillies, can we hashtag go time? Because it needs to happen. 
We need to go. And speaking of needing to go, you need to go to bed. Thanks for listening to another podcast of Pine Tower for Breakfast. And hopefully when you wake up in the morning, you find this new one in your podcast, whatever it is, library. Download it. Listen to it. Give me a little shout out. At Kevin Franzen. At Pine Tar for breakfast if you want to. But at Kevin Franzen is the easiest. And I appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a good night. Peace. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.